we're going to search for ones that are kind of smaller, more affordable. We can get our feet wet. We can buy one of these small ones. This is The Real Estate Pod. I'm Ed Barone, co-founder of RentReady, the platform that makes renting easy for landlords and tenants. With this podcast, we aim to help landlords learn, scale, and invest. We also want to help you tackle the business side of real estate investing because being an investor or getting your first investment requires you to be an entrepreneur. It's about mindset and strategy. Today, we're hearing from Stacy Rossetti. Stacy is a real estate investing expert and coach in Peachtree, Georgia. She's also known as the queen of storage units. She specializes in real estate investing, rehabbing, and storage facilities. And we're lucky to have her here to share her knowledge with those of you who are starting and scaling your investing. Let's get started. Today, we're going to focus on storage facilities because that's kind of a hot topic right now. And um, so I wanted to just remind everybody in the storage industry, all right, there are, out of a hundred, if there's a hundred percent of storage facilities out there, 15% of those are owned by, by, by the big box offices, right? So big box, right? And um, 85% of those are just mom and pops. Okay, right, so that means that the big box would be things like CubeSmart, public storage, um, U-Haul, all these kind of big storage facility owners, okay? So what happened is that way back in the day, I mean, it's, it's now, it's getting, it's growing more and more and more, but way back in the day, um, even inside the big cities, a lot of the storage facility owners were mom and pops, right? But what happened in the downturn and before the downturn um, and then up even through the downturn, all these big box, uh, big box um, companies started coming into the cities, right? And if they weren't buying the mom and pop shops, then they were building as well too. So if you go to places like, I mean, in the last 90 days, I've been to Florida, I've been... Um, in uh, Texas, and I've been driving around. I've been, I was up in Tennessee. I'm driving around in these big cities, right? And in the middle of the city, you don't see mom and pop shops anymore, right? Instead, you see CubeSmart and U-Haul. Because what happened is over the past decade, they went in and they bought everything up, and they also started building up, right? Started building all these facilities. So now when you're driving through the city, you just see like these huge big storage facilities that are like three and four different levels. And those, I mean, those are essentially, those are not our competition, right? They, they, um, they feed to, they feed to somebody that wants to pay a higher price, that wants climate control. When I teach about storage facilities, I always teach about this mom and pop. I teach about these little tiny storage facilities that are outside of the city, right? Or, you know, outside of major city areas. They could be in the metro area, but they're not going to be right in the downtown area, right in the center. They're going to be maybe on the outskirts and the suburbs or, or even further out, like in the middle of, you know, out an hour outside of the city or two hours outside of the city, okay? And so those are the ones that I'm talking about. So when you look for these storage facilities, what you're going to do, this is a strategy number one, and this is one of the ones that I teach, is to drive around and look for storage facilities. A lot of people ask, like, do I just aimlessly drive around? Well, kind of, yeah, because the ones that you're going to buy are not going to be on Google Maps. 
They're not going to be anywhere that you can find them. So you're going to have to keep an eye out when you're looking. So for instance, like everybody teaches driving for dollars, okay, for houses, right? It's the same kind of concept, but it's for storage facilities. So when you're out driving for dollars, you have to be focused. You can't be like jamming out, talking on your phone, driving around. I mean, you have to be like, okay, there's a house driving. Okay, there's another house. Write it down or take a picture, whatever you're going to do. And the same exact thing goes for storage facilities. You have to drive around for storage facilities until you can find them. So essentially, I just bought an abandoned storage facility a couple of weeks ago. And I mean, it was literally an abandoned storage facility, but it was, it was one that it was hiding right? It's not on a main road. What's going to be on the main road is going to be big box ones, right? And even if it's on a main road, it's going to be a bigger one anyways, that's going to be, you know, way too expensive, right? So we're going to search for ones that are kind of smaller, more affordable, we can get our feet wet, we can buy one of these small ones. And we can just see if it's actually uh, you know, it's actually something that we want to pursue on and on and on, right? So that's why you can't go out and you can't you can't buy a huge big one if you've never owned one before. That's one of the things you've got to look for is that mom and pop shop, little tiny ones that are so easily manageable that you can manage them from your phone because you only get one or two or three calls a day, right? And, um, and that is really how storage facilities are if you play your cards right, if you're driving around being focused and really paying attention to what you're looking at and you're writing down the addresses and, um, and trying to find out who the owners are, okay? And a lot, sometimes um, office managers will uh, answer the phone and sometimes uh, the seller, the, the owner will answer, answer the phone as well too, right? But for this tip today, what I wanted to talk about was just what should you be looking for, right? What should you be looking for? And you don't want to be looking for these. You want to be looking for smaller mom and pop shops that you can that um, that you can handle by yourself and that are really going to be hidden. And they're not going to be on main roads most of the time. And they're going to be out of the city, uh, if not 30 minutes to an hour or even two hours outside of the city. Okay. So that is my tip today for how to find storage facilities and what to look for. Thanks for listening. We're so grateful to be able to learn from these active investors, entrepreneurs, and all around amazing individuals who want to share their success with you. The real estate investing community really is a unique community to be a part of. If you enjoyed today's episode, you can rate or review the podcast in whatever podcast app you're listening to. It would mean a great deal to us to learn what you like, what you don't like, and even questions we can answer on your behalf. You can also subscribe to The Real Estate Pod on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere you listen to podcasts.